get the fiend in there. Everybody, please welcome one of my comedy brothers, Mr. Jeff Dye. Thank you, thank you. I'm wearing a tank top, which I have strong beliefs against. Strong beliefs, but it's 90-something degrees here, and I decided to do it. We look like we're both prepared for a Instagram apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Not like a real one. We kind of look like one percenters who are like, we know the world's dying, but we have a compound. Jesse Mays in Maui. I'm in my weird house with demons. We've been preparing for this for so long. I have all of my matcha latte mix rets to go. <laughs> I, I actually do feel. Oh, cheers! I've, I'm drinking Corona to prove that I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, we're not afraid. We're good. Everyone thought that Corona. Remember their their their. Um, oh yeah. Sales went down. <laughs> their fucking share went down. People are so dumb. Well, don't you feel a little guilty for enjoying quarantine? Like, well, I'm a positive person. You're a positive person. So I'm sure we're just, like, making the best of it. But I do feel a little guilt. Like, every day I'm like, I could do quarantine for another year. I got money. I got stuff. This is fun. It does feel nice to be off the road. Yeah. I feel like I should have to complain about it. But I'm still, I'm just really enjoying it. I am, too. Like, what have you been doing? What's the thing that you've been doing different? I feel like everybody I talk to is doing something differently that they haven't normally done. Well, I, I'm, I don't have a family or a girlfriend or kids or anything. So it's well, you have a, a guest behind you. <laughs> besides him, he just stalks my dreams. We're not intimate. He has the fiend. Who is he? I have no idea who he, I should know who he is, right? No, no, he's like a pretty new wrestler in the last like year. Most people that know wrestling is like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Like that yeah. guy's been around for 40 something years. Some of them are dead. Can no, I but guess this, guy's like new. this guy's new in like the last couple of years. The fiend. Ah. Uh, uh. I was going to say like the, the panty sniffer. He looks like a panty sniffer. <laughs> I bet he does that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that seems on brand. <laughs> I will say though that like uh, I didn't buy that. That should be noted. Uh, a fan heard me talking about it when she was they're, they're wrestling fans also. And she was like, I'm just going to send him a cardboard cutout, a life-size cardboard cutout. Oh, but look at his pants. He's got those pants that like Robin Thicke wore at the MTV. <laughs> We were there. We were there. We saw that we lot. We walked the red carpet together. What That's a- oh my god! We went to the movie awards together with Me, Jamie. You and Jamie Lee. I looked like I had like two dates, and then I was like, "All you right, I'm gonna go get hammered." That big chunky necklace. Did Gold you have like a rope chain? <laughs> Gold chain, but it's solid plastic. I wear it everywhere. That is so. Oh, I thought it was real. <laughs> no, on no, not at all. But that's what makes rappers like it is because I catch their eye. Like, oh, who's this dude with the solid gold bike chain? And then they're like, wait, that's plastic. This dude's goofy, <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going for. Goofy. I thought it was. Wait, hold on, babe. Can you hold off on the hammering for a minute? Can you wait, like maybe t- thirty minutes for the hammering? Quarantine's been great. <laughs> You're dating a construction worker? What's happening? What do you mean hammering? He's building me a podcast studio. You're just putting him to work, that poor bastard. Yeah, he's literally I'm I'm like the worst nightmare. I'm like, can you yeah. like move that over here? And then can you put this here? Yeah. Can you stop working? I'm doing a podcast and, and asking him to stop building the thing that's gonna help me do the thing. But it's you know it's like, I love you and you're just treating me like a laborer. <laughs> He's actually, he's building like a $20 million home in Bel Air. So what he's doing right now is like potatoes compared yeah. to what he normally does. So maybe he's not as annoyed as what you're suggesting. Yeah, maybe it feels like, you know, play for him. Like it's, yeah. it's kind Pop of fun. Studio. 
Although the budget's probably different. If there's a $20 million home. Yeah. Podcast studio, you're like, I don't know where you get hammers and wood. Go get it, honey. Yeah. Who's, when's the last time you could build the house on blowjobs? You know? We're yeah, getting you, it all done with paper. This is the future. <laughs> you are the future. Can we get back to the barter system? Yeah. And all parties are happy about it. The The laborers are going to be happy Everybody. about it. Customers going to be very happy. Everybody. I used to tell women that, like, you know, back when we used to do stand up, I don't know if you remember that, like, on the oh, road. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to dabble in that. Remember that? Remember when we used to perform live without the worry? That was, of... that was wild. <laughs> that was crazy. Those were the craziest times. But when the women would be, like, you know, commenting on, I don't know, me, like, saying that they need to improve their relationships. And I would say that, you know, if your marriage is stale, give a blowjob. Right. And they're like, ah. What does he do for me? That's what it always is in relationships. It's we like, like the comedian gals who say, I'm married now, so I don't have to do blowjobs. That's what I laugh about. That's the worst approach to marriage. Yeah, well, it goes both ways, but uh, it I know. It goes both ways. And I'm not saying to do all the time. Be building houses on blowjobs, I'm going to have a really shitty house. I'll tell you that much. You say that now? You can some of us now. just use money? Can, can maybe <laughs> some of us? I'll use money. No, the the AC future after COVID, all yeah. jobs are going to have to be done through sexual favors. I'm going to have all these gay contractors. I'm like, because, uh, like, you know, the straight contractors, they're not going to want a blowjob from me. So, <laughs> like, I'm going to have all these sissy guys like, we're going to take a break. Want to dance? You're like, no, work. I just sucked your dick. Can you build the patio I've always dreamed of? I already blew you against my good, good conscience. So you're not worried? You're not – because you've – worked for so long you've been on the road for so long like what do you anticipate is going what's what's the wave after this for comedy like do you think we're going to be back on the road i think it's going to take a while i think this actually might weed out all the crappy comedians tim dylan said something like that too yeah i think that's what's going to happen because like uh, they were barely making it along and they're probably not going to get it much work he uh, said he said move back home now's the time for you guys to move <laughs> back home <laughs> Well, it's great. It's, I don't care. Like, uh, like if you're bad at this, you shouldn't be doing, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if you're not getting any better, then you should evolve and pivot to something else. And every company or every business, every industry has people that are shitty at it. We have a shitty level of people. They need to quit. It's a natural selection. Like, you have to have variables and varying within it. I do think, though, that, like, what's going to happen is they're going to lift the ban, right? And then the comedy clubs are going to have shows that are like, all right, only 50 people or only 80 people. Yeah, and my agent sent me something like that. He was like, hey, how, how are your feelings of going back out on the road in July, June, July? Buyers are starting to do a limited capacity. And I'm like, we don't even have a vaccine yet. Right. You're trying to get me on a plane already? Like, are you that? I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I would do it. I miss really? it that much. Yeah. I've actually been okay, though. I probably shouldn't say this, but um, I've been working a ton from home. Yeah, so you like, told me that. So what are you doing? What's what are you working on? So the networks are as stressed as as any other company, as any restaurant or like fish place or like bike store. They're all stressed. Yeah, so nobody's they're, immune to the effects of this. Yes, they're all like, dude, what do we do? So if you I don't know if you notice in the marketing, like if you watch anything on, on TV, like even all the commercials are making like quarantine commercials. <laughs> they are house. Yeah, so awful. Like you know, I watch a, I'm like obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. And like every commercial in between is like Apple helping you stay at home. And then it's like them all FaceTiming and laughing with like their relatives somewhere else. Like, shut up. Um, but 
The networks are also panicking. So they're all trying to figure out how to make quarantine television shows. So using, you know, you saw SNL is shooting from home. The first ever like SNL quarantine episode. I didn't even see. I didn't. I literally I'm like, I'm bunkering down. Oh, shutting off from the world. I don't even know what day it is. That's great. No, that's the best way to do it. And I, to be honest, you don't need to. Just, just one day, someone will say, "Hey, you know that we can go outside again," and you'll be like, "Okay." But all right, cool. Yeah. So you're gonna get in on creating a quarantine show? Well, no. Like Fox has me shoot. They have me shooting kind of like a game show, like a quarantine game show, where two families compete while they're quarantined in their house, and then I'm like the virtual host. Is uh, it live, or do they record it to? We'll cut it and edit it. Wow. Yeah, but it's easy. So I'm just sitting at my house getting like television rates. Like it's it's phenomenal. And then also I'm a guest judge on The Masked Singer in two weeks on May 6th, which we shot months ago. I love that show. That show is ridiculous. It was my dream job. Sitting up there, you just all you get to do is watch a concert, right? These people sing for you. And and I love mascots. <laughs> and they're in big costumes, which I love mascots. I love the like costumes big are costumes. really cool. And then we get to play the game, which is just us. Me, Nicole Scherzinger, Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, and Ken Jeong just being silly. I just was silly. And they're like, you're so good at this. I was like, I'm being silly. This is so easy. Yeah, but you're built for that kind of show. Like you you so, did um, I Can Do That with Nicole yeah. too. Well, And so I hope that I get on that show. Not to sing, but just they go, you know what? Let's add a judge. Let's add a judge. Or maybe so-and-so is too expensive now. Let's give it to Jack. Like, <laughs> Nobody should be too expensive in quarantine. It was my dream job. Well, but we didn't do it during quarantine. I did it like in studio months ago. And who, can you say who was the person? Can you I say? I can tell who you it was someone it? I've never heard of. So I wouldn't have guessed it if you'd have given me a million. <laughs> did you go who? No, I was respectful. Cause you know, I feel like that happens to me too. I do like these celebrity golf tournaments and it's so Which funny. I'm because- so jealous of because Bill Murray is a part of it. And Bill. So fun. Well, but what happens is they pair up. So these businesses, they go, oh, we're going to go do this. They pay thousands of dollars. And what they're going to do is get to golf for a few days. They get free bar. They get to mingle with all the people that are there. There's usually a lot of like young, cute girls. Um, and then they get to golf with a celebrity. And the list of celebrities is like always old athletes like Sterling Sharp, Ken Griffey Jr., Kenny Lofton. OJ you know, Simpson. We don't know if you're going to make oh, it. Oh, dude, I would love to go off with OJ. <laughs> he's crazy. Well, but also, like, how great would that be? His stories would just be like, and he's also famously pretty charming. Anyway. Of course, most murderers are. Yeah, he's freaking as charming as that old Ted Bundy character. <laughs> exactly. So the, um, so every time, without fail, <laughs> I, I come out and I'm like in my little silly Jeff Dye bopping out, smiling. You go all out. Your outfits, you go yeah. full Monty with the golf outfit. I walk up to these businessmen and I'm like, hey, I'm Jeff. And they're like, this is our celebrity? We've never heard of this jackass. Wait, and you must charm them by the end. They must love you by the end. By Exactly. By whole three. Yeah. I'm telling them stories. I'm taking shots with them. I'm smoking cigars. And they're like, dude, this, we got the best guy. He's And I know all these other guys. I know well, I'll FaceTime Terry Bradshaw or I'll tell him some story about- Yeah, what, once they know your boys with Terry Bradshaw, they're like, what? Yeah. And also, like, I'm way more fun than in pro athletes are famously pretty boring, like socially. Right. Well, you know, TBI tends to limit your, <laughs> your socialization skills. <laughs> Their brain damage. Uh, yeah, well, so that's what happens is like we get back and my guys are drunk and they're happy and they're like, holy shit, our guy's so great. Come, you got to meet him. He's a comedian. He's blah, blah. And then they're like, 
we had Sterling Sharp and he barely talked to us and he was really good at golf and he stopped golfing after the sixth hole. So like, they're always so pissed off just because I overwork to entertain the celebrities. You, you're definitely one of the people that I know, one of my friends who I would say that you could walk into any room, any scenario and make people your friends. Oh, thank you. I'm flattered to hear that because that's, I think that's my best gift. I don't think humor is my best gift. I think that like, I'm still that little kid that's like, hey, let's be friends. Hey, like me. I like you. Like, like That's what I want everyone to feel. So that's a great compliment. Thank you. And another thing that I recently found out about you that I am obsessed with is your car, your not car, your scooter situation uh, with the dog. Yeah. Well, I have two electric scooters from Fat Scooters which are these dope ass scooters that go like 25 miles an hour. You With just like a longer seat. Like they, and they have the back, all those attachments you can put on. Yeah. And you charge yeah. them in the garage and they go everywhere. And I, and there's bike lanes all in the city that I live in. And so like, it's never dangerous. I go from bar to bar. I take it to the coffee shop. You never have to worry about parking. Everyone asks you about it. I'm like, Hey, what? Are, Cause people are used to those little dopey bird scooters. Yeah. When they see mine, they're like, whoa. And it's got the side compartment. No, no, that's different. That's a different one? It's different. What you're talking about is a, my Ural. That's an actual Russian motorcycle with a sidecar for my dog. And it's and your so, dog has goggles. It makes me so happy. He hates those that dogs. That photo is honestly, it's one of the greatest photos. I think for most girls, especially me, it's a dream photo right up there with like, walking in a field with a horse or having a pack of alpaca in my backyard having one of those scoot what is it called what type what type it's of a motorcycle with a sidecar but they're called urals urals yeah u-r-a-l it's a russian bike and actually you know want to hear a funny story about urals yes okay long time ago <laughs> i love that you waited for me what if i said no well i wouldn't have told you because it's, it's more of like a history thing but i find it very fascinating <laughs> for two reasons one, I bought the motorcycle with the sidecar and I thought it was like so cool. I was like, this is so like, it's not, it's not cool. No one looks at me drive by and goes, that guy's cool. No one does that. Everyone looks at me and goes, that guy's fun. Like that, like, <laughs> and I like that. But the motorcycle, one time I, I pull up to like a Whole Foods or whatever. And this guy goes, isn't that like a Nazi sled? And I was like, no. I go home and I do the homework. Turns out it was a Russian motorcycle company. If I and I might, you know, maybe your listeners can correct me. This is how I understand it. It was a Russian motorcycle company, and then like Nazi Germany was like, "Hey, those are pretty great. Let's buy hundreds of those, and so we can have one guy be the wheelman, and then we'll put a big turret, like a big gun, on the sidecar, and some guy can ride along and shoot the gun." And they bought up hundreds and hundreds of them for like to fight in the in the war, and then Ural was so afraid that like it was going to be known as like a, a Nazi bike <laughs> that they moved the company to the Ural mountains. And that's when it was called, that's why it's called Ural is because right. they, they moved it away from the Nazis to, but there's some bit like a guy saw me and was like, Hey, that's a Nazi bike. And I was like, I no, thought no, no, no. That when I saw the photo, like this, I thought that, but because your, your golden doodle, is that what yeah. she is? Yeah. It's a golden doodle. Um, she was so, disarmingly adorable that the Nazi part of my realization totally eradicated. It was like, it like a war. It's a, what is it? A war on adorable? <laughs> How did you get her to wear the goggles and ride in the, the well, it's a boy. His, his name is bub. Um, he, boy bub. Yeah. He hates the goggles for sure. I've lied about that to people. Like people are like, does he like those? I was like, 
Yeah, he loves them. But the truth is, I love them. He hates them. <laughs> the only time he likes those goggles is when he's in that sidecar because the wind. He so, realizes the value of it. Yeah, he gets it when he's in there. But then when we get out of the motorcycle, I leave them on because they just look so cool. <laughs> and uh, and he's looking at me like, hey, I don't need these anymore. He's like trying to get them off, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. He's so cute. I'm leaving them on. It's, I don't it's, it's fucking painful how cute that is. It's I really, really it. stupid. Oh, wait. Back to my original question, yeah, which yeah. we've gone on so many different tangents. Have you been doing something different in quarantine that you're not used to doing or you haven't normally done previously to this new life? Uh, well, this is going to sound silly, but it's baby steps. Um, I'm preparing food more. Like as far as like I went from never, ever, ever even attempting to like make toast or hard boiled eggs or anything like that. And you I'm not out all the time. Yeah. And I'm not pretending I'm a cook or anything now, but I've like started making frozen pizzas and avocado toast. <laughs> I have hard-boiled eggs, and I have Uncrustables. Like, me just doing things in the kitchen, which I know isn't cooking, but, like... I know, that's cute. So foreign to me. Like, I, I have, I'm, like, making protein shakes and, like, cutting... Even this, I went down, and I used my knives, and I cut limes, and I... I like, I've never done anything like that. It's what, so you make limes? Did you just tell me that you're cooking... Cook some limes. making limes? What is, like, anything I would do in my kitchen is so foreign to me that even that makes me go, look at me. And you really right. have like the greatest kitchen for cooking. Thank you. And well, that's really another thing too. Is like, I I ordinarily wouldn't even have limes, let alone be able to cut up limes. You know, so yeah, your your place is set up in a way. For those of you who want to learn something about Jeff Dye, you've got quite the decorating knack. Thank you. That's true. It's my most feminine quality. Your decorating is ridiculously. Uh, it's like professional level. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I believe, you know, here's the secrets. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I've good. Got this house I need to get built. I'll hear me out. You, I didn't think you'd know it, but that was right on point. No, uh, the secret is like, if there's anything you like in in your life, like, what, like what's your favorite movie? Um, Off the top of my head, Jurassic Park. Okay, so you go to... Go to the internet, go Jurassic Park art. And then you just stroll Ooh. through all the different Jurassic Park, like uh, that, like Ryan Stout, I know for, not Ryan Stout, the comedian, but uh, I think that's his name, Tyler Stout. I can't remember. There's a very great artist named Stout. Uh -huh. And he, he, I guarantee he has like a great Jurassic Park art piece that he made. So you buy that, you buy a print of it, and then you get it framed very well. And then yeah. you put it in your house. And now every time you look at it, you go, oh, I love that movie. I love Jurassic Park. It tells something about you to your guests. But also, in the reality, that's just a fucking dinosaur poster. But if you frame it really nice, it looks like an adult thing. Yeah, it looks like it's, art. It's all presentation. That's all it is. Like, And so, uh, with it's the exception of the room that I... images really well. <laughs> yeah. And you just like frame it nice, hang it nice. That's the big secret. Just do everything modern. Yeah, so what What else besides heating up pizza? Yeah, which is big for me. <laughs> that's a big step. I think yeah. that's a really good step for you. I also, I've you kind of combed like over that. avocado toast. That's hard to make. I mean, that's really fucking fancy. That's some real L.A. shit. When on the tombstone pizza, what I'll do is I'll cook up the tombstone pizza. Right. Once it comes out, I'll put like diced onions over it and then put hot sauce on it. Like I, I make it a whole thing. My uh, late great Aunt Carmela used to... She would make original sauce. Like she was from, you know, Italy and she would create her own sauce. 
tomatoes, all of that. But once in a while, she'd be exhausted and she would like, I remember this one year I caught her. <laughs> she was trying to cheat. She made sauce out of canned ragu and I caught her in the kitchen. I was like 10 years old and she was like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I was like, I see you. And it was still so good. Like, it's still wouldn't they be able to out. taste it? Like, wouldn't they be like, this doesn't taste like normal? She she was able to doctor it up enough. Uh, so, yeah, like, yeah. you're doing something that legit Italian people do. So don't Smart feel like you're lady. That's cooking. That's cooking. I won't even use prego because it sounds too close to something a hip girl I date would say for pregnancy. That's yeah, it, it does. It's kind of like a I'm totes prego. It's oh it's kind God. of weird Can feeling. Prego, and I'm like can't do it. So I won't even uh, I won't even have the prego in my house. All of it, like the prego sauce and the reality sucks. Horribly named. What would suck worse, the sauce or being prego? Oh, the the being pregnant. Yeah, being prego would definitely way worse. Suck. We never addressed my face wounds. Oh my god, I was just gonna say, do you want to talk about your third eye? Yes, uh, just because. It's probably distracting. I know how people are in the modern day. Nobody can just watch a video for what it is. They have to go like, oh my God, did you see the kid in the background? It's like, it's not about the kid in the I background. You this say is- that and you've got that fucking <laughs> <guy> there. <laughs> He's cool though. He's cool. No, but you're right. There's so much scrutiny over all of it. Yeah, like every video like on, uh, like what's that show with Rob Dyrdek? It's basically America's Funniest Videos or Tosh.0. Like he made one. Yeah, Ridiculousness. It's like, that's what the uh, Chanel West Coast and Sterling Brim, that's like how they think they're being very original and contributing is like, hey, did you notice this guy in the background? Look at his face. Look at his face right there in the background. It's like, that's videos about a fat guy falling off a log. Why are you pointing out someone's face in the back? Because it makes them seem like I notice things no one else notices. Right. Very annoying. Um, What is that black button to the right, right over your shoulder? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I see what you're saying. What? What, what happened? So I feel like maybe some people have been listening to this and then going, well, what's with his face? Why Why yeah, is his well, face? They're not even focusing on what we're talking about. So the two nights ago, uh, the power went out in my building. I already love it. I already love it. Oh, my God. We're in a quarantine and the power goes out. I ha- This is so serious. Like the coronavirus <laughs> is so serious. They've shut down pro sports and concerts. That's I know. A- is this is till like 2021 so, as good as our lives are it must be pretty serious I, in my life i've never heard of them going the nba is closed major league baseball is closed football i mean that's how serious this is so because of that i'm afraid when the power went out i was like oh now i'm afraid like did something happen i call the power company they're like it's no don't panic it's not an emergency <laughs> well i was i was freaked <laughs> and the, and the power of you being scared makes me laugh. I don't know what that says about me. I'm That's sorry. Great. I'm a terrible friend. No, you're not. The power company goes, oh, it's just a transformer in your area. It'll be fixed by later tonight. I just and pictured so the- Bumblebee from the movie in my mind. Because <laughs> I don't know what a transformer really is. It's those big circular garbage cans that are fastened to telephone poles at the top. Oh, okay, okay. Like where all the electricity and shit goes to, all the brains of it. Well, when that breaks, that provides power for like 800 people. Like each Mm. has like whatever. So they're like, we'll get it fixed by tonight. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. You're not, it's not an emergency. I was like, great. So, but now I'm sitting around in the darkness. My dog has to go to the bathroom. I take him outside. 
and he starts going crazy at the parking garage, but all those lights are off, so it's just total blackness. So I'm thinking someone's in there, right? I'm going to tell them to fucking beat their feet down the street. So I walk my dog in there as you know pretty quickly, and the the there's a concrete slab that is like corner slab that's like face level, but I can't see it because it's so dark, and I ran into it. This and this happened while I had a flat bill hat on and a face mask. <gasps> so who knows what this would have looked like if it was just raw against the cement. But anyways, I bashed my face. I fell on my back. My dog is like barking still. He thinks someone attacked me. It was so humiliating. And I walked in the house and it looked way worse. It's like bleeding down my face. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I had to be on double- alone? Was, was any friend over? I couldn't even see it. No, nothing. I couldn't even see it like in the mirror. I'm like holding a candle up. It was embarrassing. <laughs> And I had to be on WGN yesterday morning at 6 a.m. Oh, you did WGN? Yeah, like just to call in because they they also yeah. want content. I did that they like a week ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're like, do you don't have anything to promote? I'm like, no. I guess my podcast. You could have promoted this. Well, I talked about it right away. I was like, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah, let's get the, let's get the big elephant on my forehead out of the freaking way. Yeah, WGN's like, hey, so what have you been doing in quarantine besides drugs? You look like a drug addict now. <laughs> you know what? You know what they said? Did you you probably didn't see my video? No. But like I'm the same as you. You know, I'm upbeat, positive, and I think we also have in common that we take what we do seriously, so we tend to, you know, bring energy to what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if there's press in the morning, I never bitch. I just go do it and have fun yeah. and, and try Part and have of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I'm doing that with this morning thing, you know, WGN News, which is out of Chicago. And we're having a good time. I got my glasses on. I got a crown because I've been calling myself quarantine queen ever since this shit started. I've got my coffee. You know, I have a cup, like a mug. It says Joe, like cup of Joe. Also my late father's name. So it's like a cute little sentimental Marshall's special. And shout out to Marshall's. Can't wait to get back inside of you. Um, (laughs) And so we're like... (laughs) talking and they're like what have you been doing and i'm like you know just napping and, and day drinking and you know smoking weed and working on a script and and then they asked me about um the funny dance show did you do the funny dance show oh no and, you know you would have been i don't want to sound rude it's it looked like garbage was it, it garbage? was a lot of fun no it was great the pro- it was a huge production yeah it seemed pretty shit it was it was great because like Jeremiah awesome. posted a clip of it, and I love Jeremiah, and I love Lonnie Love, and I, I'm sure I loved every person that worked on it, and I just yeah. was like, it looked cringy. It was so much fun. It really was. It. And it, it was like, for me, it was a different experience because it got me through like the two weeks where we had to learn choreography. Oh, so hard, right? So hard. And also like so hard that you had to focus on it. My dad was dying in those two weeks, so I was able to like- Oh, is that old? It, it's from 2018. That shows how it must have been received at the time of its edit. Yes, exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. And then, yes. like, we have a thing on the shelf. Why don't we put that out now during right? I, and, but that's also that's a whole other conversation about the way yeah, networks handle their programming. Exactly. It's a frustrating thing between the creativity and the production company, and then the castration of the networks. Yeah. Notes that sometimes make it all. But so we're on this news show with WGN and, and I'm telling them, they're like, well, how was the funny Dan show? And I was like, oh, it was so special. You know, my father passed away and then I filmed the show the next day and it was this amazing experience. And, you know, so we wrapped up the episode and you know, that thing, like when you do news and they cut 
they cut the live feed, but you can still hear the in-house audio. Yes. So they're like, well, that was Jesse May. And then they cut the live feed and I hear Larry go, whoa, she's hammered. It was 7 a.m. Which is so, I hate that. You know, this happens to me a lot, actually, what you just said, is that some people don't know how to handle someone that's like very, you know, we don't have Naturally to live in energetic. Here. I've never done coke. I've never well, done like, We're not, we don't have an HR department. We're comedians. No. We get to be clowns for life. And me and you embrace it. We're like, this is fun. I get to be fun all the time. I'm not afraid to say I smoke weed. I'm not afraid to say, you know, whatever we want to say. So because goofy. Yeah, we get to be the the life society's clowns in a way, and so it's very it's very interesting. Is that some people don't know how to handle that. So like my old, my sister who passed away, who I'm like obsessed with, I talk about all the time. But like she was like a mother figure to me, and like all the time we would go to like dinner, and like the server or whatever would come over, and I'd make a joke about the menu. Like she'd come up and give us menus, and I'd, I'd say something stupid like, uh, "Oh, just the check, please," even though we hadn't ordered anything, you know. <laughs> Would you, were you her like, was she your biggest fan? Well, she was if she wasn't with me directly. So when that would happen, it would make her uncomfortable. And she'd be like, oh, just ignore him. He thinks he's <laughs> funny. Like she didn't know how to handle it. So she would probably say something like, oh, he's just drunk. Like she doesn't know how to like right. process someone being silly. The right. same way as like, you're just being yourself. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> Boy. Well, there's got to be a reason. Like, they, they need – you're right. Like, maybe Lair Bear – I called him Lair Bear on social media after. I'm like, oh, Lair Bear, I wasn't drunk. I was stoned. Get it right. Um, Lair Bear. Lair Bear, I think you're hitting it right on – the hitting the nail on the head where people need to sometimes be able to categorize the goofiness into something because it takes a certain amount of – a lack of humility to be that way. Yeah, and we don't need alcohol to be that. No, I mean, I'm having some today, but it's so they. But they have to. They have to have an excuse. Well, why? Why am I not that happy? He. They must be on something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. that We don't need an excuse. I'm being possessed by a demon, and I'm still happy. (laughs) Are you? We're in a pandemic, and we're happy. Look how happy. You know, I have a fucking forehead scar that looks like I've been doing meth for four days, and I'm happy. (laughs) How do you? How can you be happy in quarantine? Like for people who aren't. Like us, what do you think like people should do? Or what have you seen people do that works to be happy? Uh, well, the things I'm doing is I'm revisiting things I would normally feel guilty for doing. Like so like, I'm like, I, I associate progress with like happiness. So like the more things I get done in a day, I guess productivity. So like the more things I get done in the day, the happier. I'm like, oh, look at all the stuff I got done. But we don't have, we can't do that now. Yeah, it feels so, like there's the time schedules all off. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll try to get some things done. Like, okay, I'll organize a drawer that I never thought I would even attempt to organize. Like a, <laughs> That's a, a junk good start. drawer. Yeah, like a junk drawer. Or I'll be like, all right, I'm going to deep clean this room so that, like, I'll move the arcade out and, like, wash behind it. Like, make sure this room is spotless. That's a fun, stupid project that makes me feel productive. But then the other things is I'll sit and I'll play, like, a video game for, like, three hours. I would never play a video game for three hours. But right now, what kind of games? Like what games? This is the time to do stuff like that. <laughs> Now's the time. The duty calls. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, it's like games? you don't have to feel bad. Like I, if I play video game for three hours, what, what, what else could I have been doing? Nothing. But I hear that there's, uh, and I, I've read articles and have heard also from different podcasts that there is a brain benefit to playing certain video games, figuring out, solving puzzles, sure. and 
you know, I used, theory, I used to have a theory that men drive better than women because we play video, like those driving video games our whole interesting. life. Interesting. At least our generation, like every boy in my school played like Need for Speed, Road Rash, Doom. We played all these like driving games. And then when You're it came to like- explain why you guys beat us up so much too. Yeah, we're violent. <laughs> we're, it's in us. We can't help it. It's part of it. But do you, okay, so wait, so what type of video games? Uh, well, right now I'm playing a ton of Mortal Kombat, which is like what I liked when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat. I actually used to play that only when I went to friend's house because we had we had Sega 16-bit. I feel like that was the girl version of a video console, like a video game console. I think I those had, games are better. Do you remember, do you remember Sega? Yeah, yeah like Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, um, Altered Beast. Do you remember Altered Beast? No, but that sounds like a horrible insult from one of your... Uh... <laughs> That's what they call Caitlyn Jenner in in Trump states. (laughs) It sounds like something you'd say if someone had a bad dance on your funny dance show. Like, you're dancing like an altered beast. (laughs) Yeah, uh, my sister had a Nintendo, like old school Nintendo. Remember the square Nintendo? Yeah, I I still have all that shit. That's awesome. We used to play Joust. Do you remember Joust? Oh, I have Joust on this arcade machine. (gasps) I never never played it until I got this arcade machine. Oh, my God. They're like ostriches. They're like, oh, yeah, you're like, you're like, it's it's like people who look like these little teeny, you know, tiny guys, like these Jeremy Pivens on ostriches. Well, and it's hard, dude. Those old games are hard. They're so hard. It's so str- Zelda was so fucking hard. There were so Zelda, many levels. Zelda was also just like a ton of puzzles where I'm like, I don't know. Can't we just shoot something? <laughs> Yeah, you just want to shoot. I, I want to like, I want to neaten things up and figure things out. But yeah. video games are difficult, man. Like, you're right. Now's the time to spend like three hours playing them. Well, and it's been fun. And it's been fun to like revisit all that stuff. And uh, and this is very obvious to everyone except me. But not only, like, I stopped playing Mortal Kombat at like Mortal Kombat 3. And like, they've made 11. So I am like down on my Xbox going, download that, download that. And I've just been playing all, it's so fun. I'm like, I can't believe like they hung over it. from it. What's that? Do you get like tired and like hung over from it? Well, when I get bored, I just turn it off and watch something on Netflix or go like cook something or make something. But I will say that the, um, it's affected my dreams because the game, the like the Mortal Kombat so violent that like I'll have like a nightmare. I'm like, what was that about? And then, oh yeah, I played three hours of dudes cutting each other's heads off and stabbing each other. Like, of course I'm. Are your dreams like, um, are they animated or do, do you feel like you're in a, in a game? No, but I, I am doing violent things. I'm like the least violent guy. I'm like a pacifist and like don't believe in fighting and shit. Have but you like, been in a fight? I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine you fighting. Not that I, I don't think you have the skill. It just isn't a part of your fabric. You didn't have to even sugarcoat it. I don't. You, you I, I would be mad. <laughs> and I lost. I couldn't even beat up a wall. No, I fought the-, the wall, but the <laughs> wall won. <laughs> the cement wall definitely won. I, uh, so there was a time where I fought a bunch. Um, but here's the, here's, there's a, there's a asterisk is that the movie fight club came out. Is that about you? No, <laughs> but I was living in a house with 11 guys and we started a fight club in our house. Were you an, were you an athletic team or just? No, there was the gay all went to college and I was kicked out of my parents' house. So I was just like crashing in a room for super cheap at their place. Like a little nook. How old were you? um like 17 why why can i ask why you were kicked out of your parents house yeah we i mean we didn't get along at the time at all and then also um i got caught shoplifting 
<laughs> I did too. <laughs> it was awful. And my parents. What did you steal? What did you steal? Batting gloves. Like the little things you wear when you hit, not like a baseball mitt, like batting gloves. They couldn't let you just, obviously yeah. you needed those. Just let me off the hook. What's it? And also like I was such a bitch when I got arrested. But anyways, because of that, my parents kicked me out and I went to stay with my young life leaders. That's and a little harsh. I think so too. It was, it was ridiculous. That's a little bit harsh of a sentence. It's like the equivalent of people being in jail for having or selling or smoking weed now. I, I agree. I have a whole theory about that. I have a whole solution to that. Bro. Okay, we can talk about that after. Um. So, yeah, they were like all college guys. So they kind of created their own like frat. They're like, what if we rented this big house and we all paid, you know, a certain amount. We share rooms and stuff. And so the house was awesome. It was called the Ravenna House. And it was huge. There's 11 of us, me and 11 guys. And so when the movie Fight Club came out, we we're like, we should do that. And we would fist fight. And I slowly climbed the ranks. I beat the shit out of some guys. And then the top guys were like seniors at the University of Washington. One was a firefighter. The other one was this guy named J-Mo who was like this big bear of a man. And so they beat my ass every night. But that's how I got good at fighting is because they would beat me mercilessly. Um, but the, why I say as an asterisk is because that doesn't count as a real fight. We love. No, that's other. a whole other level. That's like a masonry. That's like you guys were like the masons. It was we a small like society. Yeah. But also, like, if I wanted it to be over, it could be over. Being in a fist fight, you yeah, you're just it, when it's over. When it's done, it's done. Did you see the video of Jeremiah Watkins and um, Luis Gomez slap boxing in the street of New York City with Jay, with Big Jay? No. <laughs> did, how'd that happen? I don't know. The it was like some sort of challenge, like a slap box challenge. And it was filmed on the streets of New York. It was between Jeremiah, very similar to what you're describing, where there was a group of probably, you know, bonfire fans wrapped around them. Jay was like the ring announcer, Big Jay. Oh, my God. It was a whole thing. And they really, they got some slaps in. Was it like they were going slap for slap, turn for turn? Yes. Oh, I've seen that on the internet, and it always makes me really uncomfortable. It's it's just... There's this whole conversation about gender and the spectrum of gender. And, you know, we're in a society where everything's very fluid. But when it comes yeah, not to where I live and I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit about that either. We're not on E anymore, baby. I don't have to pretend like that horse shit's real. No, I well, there is. There's 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 a group of people who believe that there's, you know, it's fluid. And I, I come from a different generation and I, I think you know, people deserve to have rights and I don't want people beaten up because of their yeah, identity of course, and they, how they identify, right? People deserve respect. change science. Right, exactly. But there is science to boys being destructive and sure. girls being productive for lack of a better comparison. Like we make things and produce things and we nurture. Right. Well, there's a reason there are prisons are full of like 97% men and violent crimes are like 98% men and uh, aggression and spousal abuse is like over 89% men. It, there's, that's not a coincidence. Right. And that's like, that's suggest like we're more, yeah, we're more violent creatures. We're more physical creatures and that's awful. And it's also good in some ways. Why do you think, why do you think men historically are more violent? That's the way we're made. It's in us. We have more testosterone. We're also larger in size. We also have different chromosomes. It's biology. It's not like an opinion or an up for debate like some people think it is. Right. Like, it's science. Yeah. Well, that, why is it a crime? Like, what do you think I would be charged the same 
if I punched Jeremiah Watkins in the face without him knowing in the middle of the street. Or the exact same scenario happens where I punch you in the face in the middle of the street. My charge the same because he looks like my He looks like my sister. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. It's like they would It'd go, be the same charge because they would think it was a girl. He'd think both are girls. I'm just kidding, girls? Jeremiah. I love you, but we've said that. You're my sister. You're my less attractive sister. He punched two ladies? Why'd he punch the tall twin? Why are these women getting attacked? What's happening in the streets of New York? Jeff dies an animal. He's just punching <laughs> these twins. It no, is but you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason yeah. we don't hit women. They're, they're, like, it's just, it's such a um, silly, I, I, I always hate those kind of debates. And then people are like, what are you, a Republican? Are you like, I'm like, no. no. I just, I, I know the difference between a man and a woman. And that's what, because if I believed men and women were exactly the same, why wouldn't I just date dudes? No, I prefer women. I, that's what I want to date. Yeah. I like them better you than park men. in your car in the Harvard Yard. You know, yeah. it's a different scenario. It's a different situation. There was something that you were going to touch on. Um, oh, marijuana. Yes, your whole thoughts on, you know, decriminalization and people who are still in incarcerated because of cannabis. and Yeah, if I was like, if I ran things, whether that's a mayor, a governor, a president, a lobbyist, whatever it was, if I ran things, I would look at all of our prisons and I would say anyone in here for a drug charge, whether it's possession, whether it's, uh, a, you know, whatever, whatever it was, selling, whether it was like on you and you disorderly conduct, anything that had to do with uh, drugs, you get to get out of prison. You get released immediately, no matter how hard the drug is and no matter how frivolous the drug is, your new sentence is that you're forced to go to treatment. That doesn't mean you have to be clean and you have to go to like 12 steps sobriety, but you need to see someone uh, a professional, like we need to fill up these hospitals. Don't fill up the prisons and jail cells. Right. You fill up, fill up, uh, get psychologists to get some work, get some therapists to get some work, get these uh, rehab places to get some business. And what we're going to do is help you either handle your addiction or completely get clean, whatever's best for your situation. But these people, most people that are on drugs are kind of sick. And, and yeah. you don't, you don't put that's, sick. That's one of the issues is that I agree with you. I just think that our healthcare or a lack of, you know, therapy that's available for people. It's very limiting in people's, I think the one thing that's an issue is people's association with the word and the theory behind therapy is so stigmatized. Yeah. And well, they just need help. Antiquated in their approach. Yeah, you just help. That's what they need. They need some help. And they need, and they help. need to like get, people um, need get access some to various therapy. They need access to, you know, your armchair therapist to trying out ketamine, trying out ayahuasca, microdosing, um, yes. yoga, like all of these things should be available as a medicine and have and people from all walks of life and all sorts of eco, eco economic, you know, socioeconomic yeah. backgrounds should have access to all types of therapy. But I feel like that would be the one limiting factor in having people go out and get therapy is that there's such a limited availability to the type of therapy that people could well, get. And if there was a demand for it, like someone saying, okay, all these people are now being sentenced to have to go to those things. Right. That creates more money for those systems. And also it frees up some space for people who are actual criminals because we don't have correction facilities. We have punishment facilities. That's what they are. They're being punished. Yeah. Well, people that are addicted to drugs shouldn't be punished. 
they should they need help who should be punished I would not for for the my lack of punishment on the drug people I would raise the punishment on any type of violent crime so if I find out you've even been in a fist fight at a bar if I'm a judge and I find out you you beat up your wife if I find any of that stuff then that's in a court of law and you've been sentenced guilty and found your punishment's going to be very, very harsh. I'm talking like a bar fight, 10 years. You hit your wife, 20 years. I mean, like, we're really going to punish these people because that's what jail is. You don't get to be violent. If you want to smoke a joint or do coke and you didn't yeah, what the f well, How is that? Why is that criminal? in a jail? It doesn't make sense to be in a jail. It doesn't make sense at all. But, it, you know, we both know we uh, this, <laughs> this has sort of provided us with, you know, the ability to flow in and out of certain doorways without having, you know, judgment put on us and yeah. prejudice put on us because we do have a past because I'm a white girl and you're a white guy. And there is a systemic situation going on, but what do you mean by that? I, I just think, that. I think that there, that people of color and minorities are more susceptible to being stopped by police and being thrown in jail and, you know, being, I don't think that's true. Why don't you think that's true? Because the data suggests that uh, poor people get put in jail. Poor, yes, I, and I agree with I do agree with that. I do think Our that prisons are full yeah. of white trash as well. Yeah, they are full. You're right. They are full yeah. of white trash. It definitely is a caste system issue. Unfortunately, the statistics show that there's more people of color that are poor. Yeah. So that number is also the same for for, yep. for jails. So, like for instance, uh, it'd be like saying people do this in America where they say they call it white privilege. Like, no, it's called majority privilege. Right. If I went to Africa and I'm in Nigeria, Africa is a continent. If I went to Nigeria and I'm walking around and everyone's looking at me like, who's this gangly white guy? I don't go, oh, look at all their Nigerian privilege. Why am I so looked yep. upon differently? It's like, well, of course you're looked upon differently, dum-dum. You don't look like everyone else. The same thing would happen in Inglewood if I walked around in their McDonald's or something. I would look – People want to call it a privilege. It's like, well, no, there, there just happens to be more white people in Sherman Oaks. Yes. So when a guy wearing like a, a track suit and he's like, uh, we got, you know, headphones on, old people are going to, there's lots of privileges. There's old person privilege. There's youth privilege. There's old person privilege. I, I, well, I can't wait to old person privilege. I'm going to be an old bitch. Old but if you're going to call it, if you're going to call white privilege a thing, then you have to also acknowledge that there's attractiveness privilege, At girl there's privilege, privilege. There's female privilege. There's male privilege. There's yeah. uh, look at the NBA. The shortest basketball player is like six five. That's height privilege. Are we going to yep. talk about height privilege? <laughs> it's I do agree. You're right. The, the the larger underlying issue is it has to do with money. Yeah. And that's the thing. When when Kanye West said George W. Bush hates black people, what he should have said is George W. Bush hates poor people. Yeah, he, he loves rich black people. That's the. So I just think that it's a stupid. Uh, not that you did it, but people want it's me a to, limiting. It's a, yeah, it's they a, want me to apologize for being white when I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think we need to apologize. apologize. But we, you know, we're also not poor, so we're wearing two different things that sort of put us in a. But I was, and I earned it, and right. you were, Thanks. and you earned yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. you don't have to ever feel bad for that. I don't. I don't have the guilt. I don't have yeah. any guilt. I just do recognize. But you're right. Like the huge factor is is the economic issue. Yeah. You absolutely. know, having money because as we know, watching all these fucking Netflix documentary, you get some money, it can get you out. It can get you yeah, out. Absolutely, and that's why everyone should strive to do whatever it takes. I mean, I didn't have a high school diploma or know how to read. I found a way. 
was like, all right, I, I guess I'll be a, I'll be a goofball. I'll do whatever it takes. Like I'll say anything. I'll wear anything. How do I get out of this? Because if I stay here, I'm probably going to get arrested and have one tooth and be on Tiger King. You could. Oh my God. I know. And there's Tiger King in jail. Yeah, and Mike guys. Tyson is free. Mike Tyson had had a tiger, bit a dude's ear off, and beat up women, but he's yeah. walking free. He's fine because that he has money. Oh my God, Jeff died. Okay, wait. Before we go, I've been asking you. You kind of touched point on it a little bit. I've been taking notes because I'm a nerd. Um, I've been asking all my friends that I've been talking to and catching up with. Uh, you know, consequently as well through this. What are three things that you can tell my listeners and fans that they can do in quarantine to to thrive, not to survive? Okay. We need to thrive in quarantine. And you kind of touched base on it. You mentioned um, productivity. Like I'm similar to you, where my value and happiness is placed in achieving things and getting things done. I and think the, everyone says too. Yeah, I think. Well, a lot people, of people, like some people go, "Well, I'm more of like a relationship person." Yeah, but you you want progress in that, so you right. say, "Oh." Well, first I wanted him to commit to me, and then he did. Then I wanted him to maybe live with me. That's the next one. And then you have these peak moments, and then you go, now I want him to propose. Now that he's proposed, what's that? Is this you admitting you're gay because you're you're putting your <laughs> no? But what I'm saying is those are progresses. Yes, no, I agree. You have a progress of like, oh, I want a one-hour special, and then I want to be in a movie or whatever. And I want my podcast studio done. Yeah, I'm so doing a podcast. We're all looking for some sort of progress. I think that's the secret to happiness is progress. Okay, so what you say? So one of your uh, words of advice for thriving is productivity and progress. Yeah, what well, but, I, but like that can be very ticky-tacky. It could be literally like saying, okay, I'm going to. I used the example of like cleaning out my junk drawer, but I wanted to hang some shelves in my kitchen. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have some shelves hung. I, I didn't do it, but I, I got a guy <laughs> to do it. And then I put all my stuff that I wanted on those shelves and it made me feel good. And I was like, oh, this was a nice, I felt productive that day. Yeah. Well, I, th- I'm going to check this off the box that we did on this podcast. That feels Absolutely. Me too, honey. We have an episode of a podcast we can post and for our fans and keep people happy. So you that's got the connection working. Out. Yep. So figure out what's going to make you feel like productive. Okay. And one. what's another one? Another one uh, is, and this one's pretty cliche. But uh, and so maybe everyone would already have come to this conclusion. But I'm spending like 24 hours a day with my dog, and it makes me feel good. Like I feel like I'm spending quality time with my dog. But that could be whatever quality time with uh, mm. your wife, your kids, your um, you know. Don't phone it in. If you're hanging out with your kids, don't be on Instagram. Be be on your Instagram when you want to be on your Instagram, and be with your kids when you're supposed to be with your kids. Fully present quality time. No one said that yet. Oh really? Yeah. That's wild. Yours are, yours are, you know, <laughs> yours are, um, they're much, everyone's had healthy options, but yours are a little bit more evolved on the level of like actually thriving and being a, um, a, a complete human in quarantine. And what's one more you would say that people could implement? This one's hard for me, but it's, uh, but it's, I, I think it's, I think it's more rewarding. Learn something that, uh, just learn something. So for me, I've had to do my podcast without a producer, without a sound engineer, without – do you know – I used to just think, I'm the talent. I'll sit there. All these other kids will do this. I'll pay them whatever. But now I have to know how to cut it. I, even just uploading something to Dropbox was very difficult for me. I mean, uh, yeah. I can't. I didn't even use so these. Much. I know. They're there, though. You didn't use them. I don't know how to use them, right? But this is a great time to challenge yourself to learn how to use the stuff or even like I'm slowly baby stepping 
learning how to grocery shop and then use my kitchen. <laughs> That's tough for me. I think, can I Making add a one grocery list, list? What I need and then cutting it and then going, do I have one of the, I had to buy one of these things where you pour the coffee beans or the coffee, excuse me, the coffee grounds into this thing. It catches all the grounds and then the water comes out. A filter? A strainer. A filter. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to put them in the, in the sink. You're supposed to put it in the trash. But you what? don't want to. Yeah, it can ruin your whole plumbing system if you put coffee grounds in the sink. I had to pay $6,000 because my pipes were full of coffee grounds and wipes. You know, like, uh, what are those, baby wipes? I've been wiping with baby wipes. I had to pay, like, so much money. You put your baby wipes down the sink? We are not. No, not the sink, the toilet. We're not prepared. You know, you know. That's back the same when I was, plumbing. That's the same plumbing. You know when I was saying that we've got it figured out because we're so fun and we like we love yeah, life? Yeah. We're, we're failing. <laughs> I didn't even know you couldn't flush wipes. I was like, I don't know. They say flush I'm them. pouring coffee grinds in my sink. It's like putting years. dirt in there. It's like putting dirt in there because it just clogs, and you might have a pipe that goes horizontal and not vertical. So the grounds, just gravity keeps it right there, and it collects. Well, I didn't know I didn't know any of this. So I had to buy a strainer, and that's all just shit I'm learning. Well, that's, that's actually, you know, a, it's a really strong list. So recapping everybody – Jeff Dye says to do what makes you feel productive. Yeah. Um, being more present in your quality time with your friends and your loved ones and to just learn something. And for him and I, we need to learn where to put our fucking coffee grind. Yep. And don't flush wipes. <laughs> Jeff, I miss you. Where can all my peeps you. find you? Where's What do you got coming up? How can they see you and listen to you? I have a podcast on all things comedy called Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast, where I talk to my friends, which this is going to qualify for this week for sure. And then um, I'm also on The Masked Singer May 6th. And then directly after that, there's a, a kind of a recap show called After the Mask, which I'll be on that as well. Um, so watch those. And then I have, a, I have a project coming up in the works that I can't talk about, but we might announce it May 6th. So we'll see. That's exciting. Well, thanks yeah. for carving time in between your tombstone pizza and yeah. taking out walls with your forehead. And Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Look at yeah. us. We're getting our podcast done. We're thriving. I know. I love it. I love you and I miss you. And when this is over, I can't wait to hug you. I can't wait to, to chill in the little sidecar. I want to ride yeah. in the sidecar. Oh, absolutely. We'll get yeah, you some I'll, goggles. I'll the goggles. <laughs> love you, brother. All right. See you later. Bye, Jess. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.